What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, we got Ray Volo, Dean Montalbano. Fellas, how we doing? Victory Monday. Victory! Victory! Dean, give us one. Victory! Oh, God. Yeah. That was like, that was like a remix. That was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> you were going to say I, that I, was I, like I was Ray. To, that, that was my best Johnny Drama impression, but it was probably really bad. Wasn't good. Well, <laughs> let me let me be the first one to say you're not getting a callback. <laughs> um, all right, so we're we're recapping a few highlights of this NFL week. Obviously, we're going to talk some Jets. Uh, we'll get some rookie watch. We'll talk some bets, and then maybe we might panic a little bit. Let's see. Uh, Down to panic. Let's start with the the Thursday night football game. Uh, Miami on the road at Cincinnati. The Bengals with a 27 to 15 victory, but obviously um, the story after the game is Tua Tagovailoa getting knocked out of that game. And honestly, it didn't look good. All reports now say that he's okay. I don't know how, um, especially after the previous week with the big wobble um, against Buffalo. So back-to-back weeks, really, really tough injuries from Tua Ray. You could talk about the game. You could talk about Tua. Just give me some insight. Yeah, I mean, my boy got knocked the fuck out. Uh, it was really fucking weird to watch. Like, the, those finger things, throwing up gang signs. It was just a tough look. I mean, right. what? <laughs> just keep going, bro. What? 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 What do you want me to say? Dude, it's called being insensitive, right? Oh, my God. Insensitive. <laughs> oh, They're knocked out. It happens, you know? I mean, Ohio. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Bengals did their job. They took care of business. They beat them by 12. Teddy did not look too good when he came in. The no, Jets, did are not. Gonna, Jets are going to smoke him. Uh, the, I mean, this is like – I think this also shows, too, like don't overreact with the Bengals. They're a good team. They have an elite offense, and they'll be there when playoffs come for sure. For sure. Yeah, uh, it was – like Ray said, it was honestly airing on the side of disturbing to watch it. Uh, almost to the point where you can't look away. We're sick fucks, so I know that us us specifically think that. But I'm still shocked, and we said it several times in our chat. We talked about it a ton of times. How did Tua get back in the game against the Ravens? I I I, I don't uh, understand. It was against Buffalo, but against yeah. Buffalo, I apologize. They played the Ravens against Buffalo. I I was still shocked that that happened because. Concussion protocol has been incredibly strict, especially over the last few years, you know, with a ton of downfall and they've done a really good job. All numbers are are implying that they've done a great job across the board. And a lot of times you'll hear players be very upset because they don't pass the concussion protocol and they're, they seem totally fine to a fell. And I think they're officially calling it the stumble rule, which is actually in the contract. Uh, between the NFL and NFLPA as far as concussions go. And they're going to be fucked, especially the Finns. I just don't get how he got in. And then I don't get how after a full week, I thought there was no shot he was going to play. And he played against the Bengals. And well, I mean, they're still maintaining it wasn't even a head injury. What? They're saying it was a back injury. It was a back injury. Yeah. I'm, I mean, there's so clearly going to be an investigation done by the NFL through this. Well, that third uh, that they already uh, gave the third party uh neurologist the fucking can. He got yeah. fired already. He's fucked. I He's going to be canceled. I I'd, I'd be surprised if 
the Bengals ownership doesn't have to pay a pretty severe fine. You mean Bengals? Miami? Miami. Uh, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, why the? Yeah, I mean, um, I no, that's totally fine. I agree. It'll definitely be that. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be even compensatory. We're talking picks round two. Imagine they lost more. Imagine picks. they lost more picks. That would be wild. Nick, I think it's. A, I mean, I, pers- I would say Nick would they be can't. Pissed, but Nicky's not even a fucking Finn fan, but yeah. I personally think people on Twitter were overreacting a little bit. It's just my opinion. I think that everyone wants I, to blame someone. And like that's it. when push comes to shove, the guy's a grown-ass man. If he wants to lie and say it was his back injury and like continue to play, like who the fuck are like, people on Twitter to stop him? I'm sorry. I, listen, I agree, but it, I mean, obviously we're in a reactionary culture. Yeah. And, you know, what the overwhelming public, although it sucks and the public sucks, shout out the public. Uh, a lot of what they say goes, and especially when there's this much outrage, people are fucking in up in arms about it. And I'd be shocked if there wasn't a example made somehow. And that just so happens to be the Finns. Yeah, right. I, I completely get what you're saying. And like, I kind of agree too that if he's going to put him, he's going to put himself out there. He's a grown man. They make a lot of money to play this game. Um, but at some point, your team, your doctors that work for you, mm-hmm. obviously concussions are, they're so freaking like arbitrary and like nobody really knows, but you do have, um, you do need to protect your players at, at some point. So who's to say who's right and who's wrong? I don't really know. I, I mean, I understand that. I What annoys me is random people on Twitter who didn't examine the guy and doctors saying, oh, that was for sure a concussion when they had three doctors look at him and said it wasn't. So, like, yeah, I just like three just, different. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying it wasn't concussion. Who the fuck knows? But I'm just saying, like, you didn't look at you didn't evaluate the guy and everyone on Twitter is playing fucking hindsight's 2020 bullshit. Like they know everything, yeah. which is just what our society has come to. But it's just like it's just like, dude, like if three people said that he didn't have a concussion. I like who the fuck are you on Twitter to say that he did? Like, I don't know. It's just right. people, a bunch of know it alls. Right. Well, definitely put a dark cloud over this game, but the Bengals do take care of business. Um, Burrow finally looked a little bit better. Their offensive line, honestly, it didn't look great, but they only allowed one sack. Um, and T. Higgins is fucking for real. I mean, Miami was really double-teaming Jamar Chase the whole game and did not let him get anything outside of a almost 40-yard catch very, very late in the game that sealed it. Um, but T. Higgins, seven for 124 and a touchdown. He is a dude. Um is that, the best, really... is that the best one-two in the game? I don't even think it's close. I think it's probably them two as well. It's probably pretty close. I uh, think it's I think it's Tyreek and Waddle. That's also a good one. I mean, and Godwin's not playing full health, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin is uh, pretty good. But, I mean, yeah. especially in terms of young guys, I mean, with them and with Burrow, I mean, the guys are all fucking 24 and under. It's pretty absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that's just wild. I actually saw that there were a few uh, crazy clips on Twitter of I forgot who, but someone uh, kind of diving into a lot of the a lot of the ways they were trying to obviously utilize Jamar Chase, which worked fairly well, um, considering they had to stop doing it because T Higgins was gashing them. But there was actually one specific play where they had four guys bracket him, which was it just looked hilarious because he, he was he was only only wide receiver out on the right and they had four dbs just to bracket him it was it was wild i'm pretty sure t egan's got like a 15 yard uh gasher up the seam 
that play as well. All right, we'll move on to second game we're recapping. We got a London game. Woke up nice and early to watch uh, the Minnesota Vikings defeat the New Orleans Saints on a double doink to end the game. Brutal. Uh, brutal. Nikki was uh, Nikki was screaming about this this line the whole time. Vikings just couldn't take care of business. Um, they did get the win, so sorry, Nick. But uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson obviously returned to form 10 for 147. Uh, and on the other side, Olave again, another nice week for for the for the rook, four for sixty seven and one touchdown. Ray, what'd you say? I mean, this was one of the few, or maybe only, really good London games that we've seen. Um, really, nothing better than waking up early, hitting the bar, going to get a nice brunch, and watching some football on a Sunday. Really good fucking day. Hell uh, yeah! That double doink was wild. The bar was going crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Vikings are a weird team. Three and one. Kirk Kirk is looking like he's regressing a little bit. That's my guy. It's tough to say, but he's not looking like uh, prime Kirk uh, back in the day. But Justin Jefferson is such a fucking dude. That guy is so goddamn good. Still pissed off we took Judy over him in Dynasty. <laughs> I said I really wanted him. We went with the fucking the Judester, but <laughs> the Judester. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? What the fuck? That's such a weird fucking nickname. I. What do you think, Dean? What do you think of this game? Yeah, no. Um, I I will have to say the vibes were in fact immaculate for it. Uh, we were at the bar, and it really was nice to have a you know a little a a game kind of fill in the hole of just eagerly waiting for the one o'clock to start. And I agree. This is one of the best one of the best London games I I can recall watching. And I hope hopefully we get more because they're usually fucking snooze fests. Uh, this is one. We had another one this and, week. Yeah, this is. I mean, I'm pretty Amen, sure right? I forgot what the statistic is, but like the the under hits like 75 percent of the time on them or something crazy like that. So they're usually snooze fest. This one definitely wasn't that double doink. We will probably never see again in a hundred years the same, uh, same as the I forgot what the, the Bears the top Bears. of the crossbar that was wild, but uh, yeah, no, it was nice to see. Really, in my opinion, and I would be reassured by this if I was a Viking fan. Kind of Kirk, kind of start to get in a groove with Thielen as well. I feel like it gets too easy for defenses just to rely on shutting down Justin Jefferson and. You know they need a they need that that number two guy, especially in the red zone, who is Thielen has been Thielen for a good amount of years now, and just be a, be a dog and be a guy who really Kirk can rely on it, especially in one v one coverage. Dalvin Cook uh, ended up being starting the game; he looked solid, but uh, that's that's really it. I feel like I, the Vi- I still can't I, get over the double doink. To be honest, I, that yeah. that was nuts to watch. He hit one from 59 out before, too, and he missed. That was from 60, 60. I think. Yeah. It was 60 and then 61. And, uh, yeah, that was nuts. I was I was kind of a little disappointed. We all were, I'm pretty sure, in the bar because we were we were excited for a little bit of a OT because it was it was about 1230. I, I did not want OT. Out. I did not want OT. Justin Jefferson was killing me in fantasy. Oh, but um, That's true. You didn't. But um, I think the Vikings really – I think I'd be um, – Remiss to say, I think they need another weapon. I think I, I think it's kind of odd that they haven't really invested in like a third or fourth wide receiver. Thielen's kind of hard to rely on him all year. You know, he's 
bound to miss a couple of games with an injury. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the Jefferson, they just fucking key on him yeah, the entire just, game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty curious, honestly, because KJ Osborne was good for them last year when, when Thielen a, went out, and he like just doesn't see that many touches. Honestly, he's a good player, but they, I think they just need some more depth, though. Like, I'm they, I'm really worried about this Vikings team, honestly. I know the three and one is nice to get a win, but and obviously these games are tough, no matter what, because you're playing in fucking London, but. No Jameis said Andy Dalton. Kamara was a game time decision legitimately up until kickoff. They had Latavius Murray off the practice field, basically, and Mark Ingram, fucking combined age of 80 almost. Um, <laughs> Ingram also and, got hurt. Yeah. And no, and no Michael Thomas. Like and honestly, they couldn't they didn't really do too much to slow them down. Um I'm a little I'm a little concerned about the Minnesota Vikings, to be honest. And especially our, our- also, our guy Seen got hurt too. I think he broke his leg. Or something yeah, like he that, broke right? his leg. Got carted yeah, off. Yeah, that was a weird looking injury. So hate to hate to see it. I don't know. You, obviously, nice nice to get a win, and you're three and one, and you've already beaten the Packers. But uh, I have a little trepidation about this team. Nice word. Yeah, yeah. crazy word. Actually. And it mostly becomes, and it's mostly from Kirk. Brb, uh, gotta look that one up. Honestly, yeah, please do. It's a good one. All right, we'll round it out. The main event. It's it's Victory Monday. <laughs> what 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 more can we say about Zach Wilson's debut in 2022 besides saying Jets Super Bowl 2022? <laughs> A massive, massive 24 to 20 victory uh, in the late stages of this game. Ray, give me give me the highs, give me the lows. What are you feeling right now? Uh, Zach fourth quarter makes me erect this still this <laughs> second. That was fucking amazing. Uh, I think he went like 12 or 14 in the fourth quarter, five of five on that last drive. Yeah. Uh, like he looked, he looked really, really confident in the pocket in that fourth quarter. Uh, they're down to like their fifth string tackle. Doesn't matter. He's sta- standing tall, delivering the ball on time over the middle. I think I saw a stat too. He was like uh, on like intermediate throws, like ten to nineteen yards. He was like fucking. Elite. He was great in the middle of the field. Found Davis a lot. Dude, the middle of the field is where he. I think that's his best way to operate. He still has got to clean up some shit over on the like the edges and like gets. He maybe, really does. And he's working Especially on his the touch. Passes. But yeah, he needs to learn to take some stuff off. That one screen pass to Garrett Wilson where he threw it about a zillion miles an hour at him. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, he had a few, he had a few. He always does too, but he had a few like out into the flat to breeze that he missed yeah. him. Like, it, his stat line could look so much differently if, if he hits those easy, easy plays. Um, but honestly, off the injury, I thought he looked really good, especially moving around the pocket. Uh, he looked elusive. He got away a couple times in, in crazy fashion um, and then ended up taking a couple late hits that I didn't like seeing. Um, there was one he went down that is – honestly, it looked like he broke his leg. Um but and I love the the Lafleur call to get Zach a, a reception touchdown. That love. play, I I I wrote it in the group, but I was legitimately walking that play off in my living room because I saw it developing, and I walked it off like Tiger on the 18th, like just burying a birdie. Love that. Uh, <laughs> right before that happened, my dad said it, we were at the bar. My dad's like, "This got this offensive coordinator has no imagination." That's no, exactly. <laughs> we were bugging out. I was like, "What? We were flipping out." 
But like, uh, Bruce LaFleur is fucking on shrooms right now. And then he actually called the craziest play right after he said that. I forgot what it was, though. Uh, you remember uh, what it was? Like, I don't the remember. The second he did that, I'm pretty sure the second he said that, Berrios did the two-yard touchdown pass to, to Zach. I'm pretty sure, like, two plays after. It was something like that. Even okay. though there was a ton – a ton of passes and ton of plays that that had a ton of imagination in them. I'm, I'm, I think it might have been that one. I mean, besides Zach, too, our D D looked good. Uh, mm. Defensive line got home with four. Jermaine, uh, oh. Quinnen, and Carl Lawson all had sack. Love to see it. And uh, beloved man, be- beloved guy on the pod, Lamarcus Joiner. Marcus Joiner. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been listening because I thought he was gonna call me out after the fucking game because he had a fucking <laughs> dominated, bro. Dude, two picks. He caused that third, that other pick that um Whitehead had. He like tipped it. Uh, go up and play pools. Yeah, he uh he played his ass off. The safeties they're gonna need to keep playing like that, especially next week with uh Waddle and Tyree coming to town because. They can take the top off any D, but a uh, really good win. Fucking love to see it. Now let's go get the 500. And also while I was, we are 500, uh, let's go get above 500. Sorry about that. Sure. And while you, while Dean was talking, I just bet the Jets to make the playoffs. So let's plus, go. Plus 800. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we touted this. I do just want to say this really quick. Cause to be two and two right now is euphoric for a fan of a team that has obviously sucked for so many years, especially being the worst team in football over the past six, but not only just to be two and two for really a majority of the squad that made an impact on a team that is just rebuilding, just used a ton of high value assets. A ton of them are one to two year players, you know, and I mean, it's littered offense and defense. Obviously you got Zach, you have Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Brees Hall had a, a great coming out game. He really looked – he showed a ton of poise, a ton of patience in the backfield, especially when he got that that touchdown to seal it up with about 10 seconds left. Uh, your boy was bussing. Obviously, you got Elijah who really, really kind of uh, – you know, he's been a little bit unseen the first three weeks, but when Zach came back – that connection came right back as well. Three huge catches for 53. I know it was only three, but he really spread the ball out. You got Garrett Wilson. And then on defense, it doesn't get better than sauce. And holy shit, Jermaine Johnson makes me just absolutely want to do crazy things to my meat. He had twenty, uh, only 22 <laughs> snaps, and I'm going to fucking scream for it. He should be in at least 35. There's no way he's not in. I believe there were 64 defensive snaps. There's no way he should be in a third of the snaps. It's absolutely unacceptable. He had 22 snaps. He had four tackles and a sack and another tackle for loss. The guy just moves people. He sets the edge well. He looks like a vet, and that's why I thought that he was a better prospect than Kayvon, a little bit older, and he just gets better year over year, and he shows that, and this guy just has a vet feel to him. I fucking love him. Yeah, well, we love being two and two. And Ray, you said you you bet the Jets to make the playoffs, but uh, anybody that, that knows line? plus eight hundred, love that. Wow. Um, but anybody that knows me, anybody that has listened to the pod, knows that I have basically quadrupled down on the <laughs> Jets over five and a half. So we're quarter, we're a third of the way there. Um, so gotta love that. I have way too much money. Uh, on the Jets over five and a half. So uh, 
Zachy, let's keep it rolling, baby. All right. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, fellas, we're going to talk a little bit of panic here, yeah, or maybe lack thereof. Uh, I'm going to read out some names. You give me a panic one to 10. All right. And we're going to start with the team that has dominated the AFC over the last two decades, made the playoffs last year with Mac Jones as a rookie, but obviously is he is hurt. Uh, Bailey Zappi actually looked all right last, uh, last game. Um, but they're one and three to start the season. Ray, the Patriots, give me a panic meter. Uh, I guess 10 being the highest. 10 being the highest. Yeah, 10. Uh, I'm going to call it. Dynasty's over. Down, down, down goes the Patriots. Damn. Done. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, I don't want to disrespect Bill, but I think without Brady and just that, that whole that whole organization right now is just weird. Like, Matt Patricia's calling the plays – Fucking Joe Which Judge is somewhere on that staff. It's just such a weird organization. Pretty sure Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are like jointly calling the plays. Yeah, I mean, doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, but. two failed head coaches equal one good one, I guess. But um, <laughs> one good coordinator. Yeah, I think uh, we'll probably see Bill going out the door within the next few years, if I had to guess. Uh, you either die a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So. And he's always over. been the villain. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a, a 10 for the Patriots on Ray's panic meter. Dean, we'll go to you here. Got the yeah, Cincinnati just... Got the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously a big win Thursday night football. They're two and two. Uh, the Browns and the Ravens are also two and two. So uh, the division's a little jumbled, but quarter of the way through the season, how are you feeling about the Bengals? One through yeah. 10. Uh, my panic meter is at absolutely zero. It was it was legit maybe a one two weeks ago when they were zero and two, but really at the end of the day, this is a great team. Ray said it before; it's an elite offense. You got to give the offensive line that has basically all new pieces along it a, a few weeks to get some cohesiveness, and we've seen them start to do that. That offensive line will be okay. It won't be worse than last year's, and they made it to the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, now I said it, you know, before the season and I'll say it again, my, my guess, my pick for, you know, to win this division, the AFC North is still the Bengals. Uh, I would say my panic meter is a little bit higher on even the Ravens than Bengals. And I think Bengals would be totally fine. That defense and Hen and Hendrickson has, has been solid that that secondary is held up solid as well. So I think they'll be totally fine and actually win this division. Yeah, their next uh, their next few games, they have a big chance to to keep it rolling. Uh, they do get a tough Sunday night football game next week uh, at the Ravens, but after that, uh, they get the Saints, they get the Falcons, they get the Browns, they get the Panthers, the Steelers, and the Titans. Uh, so, a huge opportunity yeah. for the Bengals to keep it rolling. I don't know if my panic meter is at a zero for any team. Uh, but I agree. No panic right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Ray, my least favorite team in the NFL right now. Can't fucking stand them. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they're one, two, and one right now, uh, behind Jacksonville and the Tennessee Titans at two and two. Where do you sit with the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I'm going to give it like a six, six or seven. Uh, she, uh, what's his name now? Griffin. 
Oh, uh, not Griffin. Uh, Leonard. Shaquille Leonard. Is that what it is? Yeah, Shaquille Shaq, Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Okay. Shaquille. I was supposed to call him Shaquille Griffin for a second. Yeah, so he's out with a concussion now. Uh, Matt Ryan's played piss poor. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. I think they said he avoided like serious injury, but he he's did. questionable for Thursday. Uh, this offense, they just keep going with the stopgap QB, and they, they just need to find someone who's going to be the guy. Uh, they can't keep Matt Ryan up. It doesn't help that he's just a statue back there. I also said it um, all offseason. They don't have any weapons. They have Pittman. That's it. Not sold on Pierce yet. Uh, and I, I couldn't even name another wide receiver on their team, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> like, they're, they're just, they're so one dimensional. You're not Taylor. an Ashton Doolin fan? No, I can't, can't say I am, unfortunately. Maybe one day. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think. They're in. Tr- I mean, I love the organization as a whole. I love the like uh, the GM and everything, but it's going to be uphill battle for them. They need Matt Ryan to step it up and look like the Matty Ice of old. All right, so a six and a half, we'll call it for Ray for the Indianapolis Colts. Dean, you got the Denver Broncos uh, panic meter here. They're two and two, obviously behind the Chiefs at three and one, and the Chargers are also two and two. Yeah, this panic meter, I'm trying not to overreact, but this panic meter is going to be right on line, in my opinion, with, with the Pats. It's got to be seven. Uh, and that's, I mean, obviously they're two and two. Obviously they're doing better than the Pats. They'll definitely have a better record than the Pats this year. They they probably won't make the playoffs, but maybe get close. I'm just a little bit extra worried, not only because they just gave up 32 points and the first win to the Raiders, which I, I like them and I like their offense and what the offense can be. And it was definitely starting to click on all cylinders between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, but no Hunter Renfro. And this defense is supposed to be the strength of this team. And this team just gave away a fucking, uh, a fucking absolute ridiculous amount of assets away, obviously to acquire Russ and give this a real, a real shot. Nathaniel Hackett still doesn't seem to be, you know, getting this offense moving as much as it should. You know, it has Colton Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams is now hurt, uh, torn ACL out for the year. That's that's got to hurt a young guy who they they like to lean on and who has looked been one of the pieces that has looked solid on on offense the first three weeks. But now you're running with Melvin Gordon. This team is a hard seven. I'm definitely worried about them this year and their future. Russ kind of started to look a little bit better this week, but definitely see some regression in his game. And that that's not, that's not good for Denver. Denver yeah, I think he may be washed, honestly. He looks like he might shit. be. I know I'm, I know I'm trying I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm trying to give him I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, I know when we did over-unders at the start of the year too, I mentioned those last six games at Baltimore. Uh, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Chargers to end the season. That's a fucking gauntlet. Yeah, and you're two I, and two I right. said it. They're not going to make the playoffs. You're two and two right they now, were, and you're not playing good football. I'm, they I'm they were my bet to be. Team. I thought they were going to be last in this division, but I thought they were still going to, you know, outside of division play, were going to look solid. Huge I just stock up to the Seattle Seahawks because they're playing some good football, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a fuck ton of picks moving forward. Yeah. Seriously, agreed. All right, Ray. Uh, I know we we tried not to overreact last week, and you guys didn't want to overreact, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, 
it was a it's a ten point game. They scored thirty one points, but they did not score thirty one points in that game. It looked shit. Yeah, I was too busy watching the Mets uh, blow their division lead to get to watch much of that game. To be honest with you, but <laughs> I, um, I mean, it's hard to like panic too much with them just because it's Tom Brady and they just lost to the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Let's not fucking get it twisted. I'm gonna go with a four. Uh, they gotta get healthy. I think that's really what it comes down to. Like first and foremost, they gotta like a lot of the guys are banged up, not 100. Uh, percent Especially that offensive line where they, got, they kind of like got screwed on. Uh, so I'm never, I'm not gonna panic when Tom Brady's a quarterback, and they're still two and two in a relatively weak div- division. The weakest so, division. Yeah, that division's miserable. So they'll, they'll make the playoffs, and if they get to the playoffs, what the fuck? Like, what you're gonna tell me, Tom Brady? Fucking, is it gonna be a threat? Fuck out of here. So I'll go, I'll go four. All right, fair enough. I'm trying to be too early, then too late. Uh, me and Max Kellerman both, right? <laughs> um, Dean, you're fucking standing at your TV right now. Sorry. But, uh, what's up? Uh, but you got the you got the last one here. The team that is playing currently right now has a seven three lead over the Rams. You got the San Francisco 49ers, one and two. This is a massive game for them. Um, and obviously Jimmy G season. Yeah. Um, you know, I touched on it. Obviously, we're we're recording this during the game, and and this game could uh, speak volumes on obviously if if what I'm about to say uh, really means anything. But you know, we're seven three in. There's nine minutes and twenty seconds left in the first half, and I said it last week, and I'll basically just touch on it again and rehash myself. But I'm not panicking almost at all on this team. I will probably say a three. I think that silently uh, most of the organization is fairly happy that they get to switch to Jimmy G for this team's, you know, current situation. Obviously they're not happy of how that happened, but it probably was going to be the only, only way that Jimmy G would get back into this team. And as a starter, uh, you know, obviously shorter term rather than long-term, but this team's going to be totally fine. Shanahan is obviously a genius. I think Jimmy G only scoring what they scored 10 points last week. I said it last week as well um, for our preview pod. I, I'm not worried at all about that. You got to give him some time to get back into the building and really get clicking with his offense again. He, I'm pretty sure he had barely any reps during training camp with the first team or, or just football at camp at all so i think it'll be totally fine i think debo is just going to start going nuts again and have crazy efficiency ratings across the board kittle should be healthy now he should be close to 100 percent. that'll be huge for him this is still a, a great offensive line and their defense is nuts it, again it's still top three arguably best on paper and i expect them to hold the rams to not a lot of points tonight at all and i think that'll be vindicated for sure all right, so that'll wrap it for our panic meter. Uh, nobody too crazy. That was good. Patriots a little panic, but thank God, honestly. Uh, let's go through this quickly. We got a rookie watch here, Ray. Give us, uh, give us both your guys. Ooh, both. Yeah, I'm, uh, mine are in the same game. So I'm going to win. first. I'm going to go Damian Pierce, running back on uh, the Texans. I think it's safe to say that's his backfield now. Uh, even in the 34 to. Uh, 24 loss. I think they were down 27 to seven in the first half. So they kind of got away from the running game, but 14 carries 131 yards, including that 75 yard touchdown. No one else on the team had a carry. So I think it's his backfield now should be really nice to see. Uh, I hope he becomes insane. So Chris can regret trading him in fantasy fucking loser. Um, (laughs) And then 
on the other side of the, the uh, other side of the field, uh, I'm going to go to the Chargers left tackle Jamari uh, Saylor, the rookie out of Georgia, six round pick. Salier, I think. Sal- uh, Salier, thanks, Dino. That's no why problem. we keep. That's why I keep you around. Uh, so he's stepping here, in, baby. stepping in for um, what you call it? Um, the injured tackle. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. I had had some stats up and just Slater. Slater, thank you, Ray- Roshan. Um, and he played fucking great. I mean, for a six round rookie uh, getting thrown to the fire like that, uh, I don't think he allowed a sack. I don't even think he allowed a pressure, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so coming out, I really wasn't that high on him, especially as a tackle. I thought he was a little stiff. I thought he was kind of big and had to move inside, but he's got those long ass arms. I think he's got like 33, 34 inch arms. Uh, and he's played, he played well. So we'll see how he holds up the rest of the year, protecting Herbert's blind side. But if last week was any indication, uh, he should be pretty safe. I know he's playing a weak ass team in Houston, but we'll see. Nice. Dean, give us your two uh, rookies watch. Yeah, number one uh, is going to be a guy who early on in the draft process in one of our first mocks, I mocked actually where he went to the Bills, and I thought he'd be a great fit there, and he has proven to be such, especially after this week. I know he didn't start week one. I believe he didn't start week two either, but he played 100% of the snaps this week. Uh, Bills corner, Kair Elam against the Ravens. And I know that's not a really well-oiled and really well-balanced offense, especially in uh, the passing game. It's usually a little gimmicky. And that's why we usually shit on them at this podcast and why we don't think they'll ever win a fucking championship with Lamar. But I digress. I'm going to move on to Kair. He went 69 snaps, 43 coverage snaps, one target, zero receptions allowed. He was just completely locked down. This is a guy who does not let you get off the line of scrimmage, and he works great with a really great D line like the Bills have, who just get a ton of pressure and have Von Miller, who's just like walking God. Um, and then uh, next up, I'm going to go uh, Lindy, the boy, Tyler Linderbaum, uh, center out of Iowa. Uh, same game, uh, different team, Ravens center. He had uh, another basic, basically flawless game where he had 43 pass blocking snaps and zero sacks allowed, zero pressure, zero hurries. He's just basically doing exactly what we said he would do. He's coming in, acting like a Creed Humphrey who came in, was automatically a top three center in the league. And I think Linderbaum is going to solidify himself as top five, top three as well by the end of the year. Nice. Uh, just, right. for, just for uh, full disclosure to our fans, you did not have Kair Elam mocked to the Bills in our first mock draft uh, this offseason. You I said early mock draft. I didn't say it was the first one. You mocked McCreary. I did not. I, I, then, then it was, then it was Kair the next one. I said uh, no. Nope, the not next, no, nope, nope. The next one was uh, George Karloftis. Love that raise, man. Love. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? I, I, I. Uh, the third Kyrie one. To them. The third one was Kyrie Elam, but yeah, I don't even fuck, know if that was you or not. Fuck but. off! Yeah, it was hundred percent me, and that was early. We did our third mock draft. Like, I mean, I think we only there. did like four mock drafts. <laughs> fuck out of here! I All think right. it actually may have been me. If I'm being completely honest, but we'll. We it wasn't we'll... you. Okay. All right. Uh, my first rookie watch um, is our boy Romeo Dubs. Uh, or at least my boy. Um, Looking like Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, honestly. Uh, obviously, Alan Lazard coming back. He's also got another target to go to. Um, but this Packers offense really, really needed somebody to step up. Dubs looks really good. Um, 
had five catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Almost came with another, almost came down with another like 30 yard touchdown too, uh, but couldn't control it. Back to back games with a touchdown for him. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game, he feels really, really confident in Dubs, um, and he's going to keep going to him. So, especially at the end of the season, this guy might be a, a fantasy league winner. So if you ha- if you got him, good for you. I, I got guess we're have him. Um, I got him in dynasty though. That's what it matters. Ooh, that nice. Hey, uh, my second one is uh, is Tariq Woolen, cornerback for Seattle. Again, we're, we're big Seattle guys after, or we're big Seattle guys after shitting on them for uh, for the Jamal Adams trade. But really, oh, like, dude. really like what they've done. Really like the players that the second you in. the second you draft Abe Lucas, it's over. You're 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 a Super Bowl champion, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. Those guys have both been great. Um, but Woolen back to back games with an interception, um, a fifth round pick making an immediate impact on this team, starting for them. Um, has had some tough matchups, did really nice, nicely against Cortland Sutton uh, on a couple one-on-ones. He's obviously new to playing the position. He played wide receiver to start his college career. So um, for him to be starting in the league right now as a rookie, um, really nice to see. I think he's going to develop really, really well. And he's got that size and that speed and just the makings of, of a great corner. So, um, really like to see Tariq Wong keep it up, keep up he's, those picks. He's built for that scheme in Seattle. Big time. Ton of press man coverage. He's great in that. All right, fellas, let's get to the main event, our bets. And this is one I just don't even want to talk about. But, uh, Ray, start us up. How'd you yeah, do? I went uh, one, one and two, uh, minus .14 units. So I was minus .01 units on the week between both uh, NFL and college. So about even. No, I can't really complain. Uh, my two-unit Jets money line smashed because oh. we're we're fucking amazing. Um, my Jamar Chase first touchdown did not smash. I think Mixon like ran one in with like seven guys on his back to fuck for the first one of that game, which really pissed me off. And then um, my two-team teaser: uh, Cardinals plus seven and a half covered, but Bills and Ravens over forty-five did not. So that was a two-unit loss. Tough. Dean, what do you got? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, it hurts being this good. That's, you know, that's all I'm going to say. Just a perfect week, just across the board. Love it. Uh, netted about 9.6 total units between both college and NFL, uh, about 4.8 in both. And to really quickly recap both my bets that both smashed, we put two and a half units, not a homer bet on Jets plus three. And that obviously smashed one outright and then didn't even sweat it, by the way, was 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 locked and loaded. And uh, then second, this one was actually the freest money ever uh, and something I was debating just putting a five unit mega bet on because I was so confident in. And it was Chiefs at Bucks over 46 which absolutely smashed 41 to 31 it was a 72 point affair and really my main my main thought for this i believe was spot on and that is first off both teams had piss poor offensive games a week prior and i thought that was due to both uh you know Bruce Arians or 
obviously Byron Leftrich, Byron Leftrich. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And uh, Andy Reid basically kind of overlooking their their prior engagement and really looking to this game on the schedule and really making sure that they were going to be humming offensively. And then number two, Hurricane Ian is fucking soft. So that smashed all day long. Stock down Matthews Hurricane Ian. That. What was that? Stock down Hurricane Ian. Hurricane Ian, stock the fuck down. <laughs> I thought I thought there was a good chance it would get relocated to Minnesota on a fast track uh, in a dome. And if that happened, it would have been 100 points. This, this was going to be an offensive affair and smashing overs. So Hurricane Ian is just soft. Stock down. Um. That Debo play was just yeah. Did, I was, watching. Yeah, <laughs> and that play was fucking absurd. I, I uh, was shaking my head at both Dean's rant and then that at the same time. That fucking play was absurd. Wow, well, what 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 happened? He just ran. He just ran like seventy eight yards for like a fifty seven yard touch. He, he also just ran like through everyone. He's he, actually ridiculous. He, he legit trucked like three people, and then he also the catch was absurd in traffic too. Um, what geez, did I say, perfect. Jimmy G? Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up for us here. Um, two and two in the uh, the anytime touchdown Thursday night football betting. Now, uh, Jalen Waddle did not get in the end zone. Thought I might get a little emotional or financial happiness if he if he scored because I was playing against him in fantasy. So uh, didn't cash there. And then these two really hurt me. I had the half unit bets on the Patriots and the Bears, the lowest scoring teams on Thursday on uh, on Sunday. The Bears were setting up for me. They only scored twelve points against the Giants. They really mucked it up. Uh, but can't we just count on Carson Wentz for everything, right? Uh, Carson Wentz absolutely blew at the end of the game. Had so many chances um, to just put his team. At least in contention, they weren't going to win that game, but they couldn't even make it close, and they only scored 10 points. So lose both of those for a full unit. Uh, lose my teaser off the uh, the commanders as well, so way to go, Wentz. They couldn't even cover 11 and a half. Um, I did hit one bet, though, if you guys were wondering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Eagles cover again, and I'm just going to keep betting the Eagles until they don't cover Jacksonville got out to a 14 nothing lead, um, but the Eagles are just so fucking good. It's ridiculous. They can really just turn games around so fast with their defense and with their really, really strong offensive line and, and their running game. So I won uh, .9 units there, but uh, down 3.1 uh, for the NFL. So a tough week for your boy, Sauce. Damn, RIP. Yeah, I also bet the remaining balance on uh, – on my boys shout out just baseball guys or whatever it is on uh on tiktok that guy is scorching hot as of late but i have uh team total over four and a half for the uh for the milwaukee brewers and they have one run in seven innings so uh, <laughs> so uh looks like we're gonna keep it uh keep it going and uh just keep burning through cash nice yeah, but... yeah. there's well, always next it week. ain't nothing you could always make more preach all right so that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed our nfl recap uh go check out our thursday pods they're coming up we got some nice previews for college football and the nfl with some really good slates some really good games so stay tuned for that 
Um, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our new Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022, 2023 season, fellas. Appreciate you. One love.